0: This is the Writer's Mindset Podcast,
1: formerly called the Writer's Cookbook
0: Podcast, with me, Christina Adams,
1: and me, Ellie
0: Betts. We're here to inspire and motivate you to overcome the roadblocks holding you back in your writing career,
1: with some tough love, some hard truths, and serious reality jokes. Let's get started. (music) You can support The Writer's Mindset over on Patreon for less than your favourite coffee a month. If you join our community, you'll get access to bonus episodes, exclusive discounts, and much more. And we'll be eternally grateful for your support. Yes, as will Frankie and Millie for
0: the extra pet treats we'll be able to get for them. To join our community and find out more, visit writerscookbook.com forward slash support. How have you been getting on this week then, Ellie? This
1: week? has been good, I would say. I'm still working hard on my dissertation. I've received feedback from some people, so I'm going to go through that over this next week. Uh, other than that, I've mostly been using my script assignment as an excuse to watch movies for homework. So there's that, which is really nice. <laughs> That's not a bad long, way to
0: spend your time.
1: I've got a long queue of stuff to watch on Netflix and Amazon Prime. So, yeah, I've got plenty to have, uh homework to do in quotation marks. (laughs) what have you been up to this week this week
0: has been very much filled with deadlines but in a good way uh hollywood destiny is almost done and it will be by the time this episode goes out so that's very exciting well that is book 13
1: it's lucky 13 don't worry about it i promise you 13 is a good number i'm holding you to with that (laughs) We want to talk today about your process of writing Lucky Book 13, then, Hollywood Destiny, which is book four in the Hollywood Gossip series.
0: Yeah, the first three books are out now. And the first book, Hollywood Gossip, is free on Amazon, Apple, Kobo, Google, the usual. And it's also on Radish for anyone who's on there. And Hollywood Destiny is going to be out on the 10th of May. I actually had the release date set for later on in May, but I decided to bring it forward since I finished it early. You've been very
1: productive with this book, not in any small part. I imagine down to the very thing we've come here to talk about today, which is writing five thousand words a day. No small feat. Why did you decide to do something as crazy as write five thousand words today a day? I really
0: wanted to push myself as a writer because I was struggling to get motivated and feeling kind of meh. So I thought, why not challenge myself to do this and get a draft done as quickly as possible? Because I was already in writing mode. At that point, I'd already drafted three books, but they were all fantasy. And no one's read any of these books yet, except for beta readers, although they will be out later in the year. So I really needed to change my focus and focus on the series that my readers already know and love, because from a business point of view, it makes more sense to finish the established series before moving on to something else. But the other thing that made me decide to do this was the fact that this book was never meant to exist. This was meant to be a five book series, and it morphed into a six book series when I realized I've got about a two or three year time gap between Hollywood drama and the next book, Hollywood Heartbreak, and So that was my fault because I didn't check my timeline when I was planning properly. And I just we all make
1: mistakes.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And I was, I was kind of annoyed. And I guess a part of me kind of begrudged the book for coming along when I wanted to do some more fantasy writing. But once I got into the 5,000 words a day, it did kind of shift my perspective, I guess.
1: That makes sense. So it started partly for challenging yourself and partly to get it over and done with is that what you're saying i guess
0: yeah (laughs) um but it's also first drafts i do find the easiest part of the process so the faster i can get it done essentially the faster i can edit and the faster i can publish because i'm quite a slow editor and by the time this book comes out it will be about a five month turnaround which is my fastest turnaround ever, and does include a month for beta readers as well.
1: Very impressive. So how did you find the process of challenging yourself to write 5,000 words a day? At first, I actually really enjoyed it, because
0: I was spending this time with the characters that I loved. And like I say, I was challenging myself. And as always, I started by writing the scenes that are kind of big scenes, the ones I was emotionally invested in, the ones that were fun you know the moments of high attention and when i get to injure people because that's just a homework of my books that kind of thing but i found as time went on it did get harder and harder my motivation started to wane and i was like oh no i've got to write five thousand words today and it's already six o'clock and you know and it wasn't just that but also it did start to hurt my hands my chronic pain does manifest in my hands quite a bit and i remember like the last few days that I was doing it, it was so painful to keep typing. And I know I could have dictated, but I hate dictating fiction because my fiction is so dialogue heavy, saying open quote, blah, 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 comma, close quote, said Jack, full stop, new line, open quote, blah, 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 comma, <laughs> you know, it. I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And it would have pained me to go through and add that all in in editing as well. So I just decided to keep going. And then I didn't hit 50,000 words like I'd originally planned, but I did do 5,000 words a day until I got a first draft done. And that first draft was about 40,000 in the end, I think. And the finished book is about 70,000 because I do usually add in quite a bit when I do the editing.
1: That makes sense. I like the concept of writing your f- Favorite scenes first, or the scenes that you feel coming most naturally, the big scenes, the ones that you just can't wait to write. That's an interesting way to do it. Is that a key part of your process? How, how else would you explain your process when it comes to writing the first drafts?
0: Oh, that's a massive part of my process. I've done that for every single book. Because for me, those big scenes are where the emotional investment is for me. So if I'm writing those scenes first, by the time they're done, I'm so invested in the characters and the story that I have to get back and fill in those gaps because I want to spend more time with the characters and I want to finish telling that story
1: and what about the rest of your process when it comes to writing the books?
0: I always plot I tend to have it it's usually a bullet pointed plot like I know what happens to who and when and how and I think the how is a really important thing that often gets forgotten and that's why plots tend to fall apart. But also, I plotted the last three books of the series together. So I already have the plots for Hollywood Heartbreak, which is book five, and Hollywood Romance, which is book six. But they might change. I know a rough idea of what's going to happen because it enables me to foreshadow things. But I see plots as organic and I accept if things can change. You know, sometimes they do.
1: Of course, it's important to be open to those changes. Why do you think it's important for a plot to be organic specifically?
0: Because you never know what you're going to find along the way. You know, when you come to write it, you may discover something about the character you hadn't considered. You may have an idea that you may not have considered. You may do some research that changes the direction your book was going in. You might come up with a subplot and it's much better and easier if you go with that and kind of follow the guide that your plot laid out than if you insist on sticking to this rigid plot which then might actually end up feeling really forced because you stuck to it when the story didn't fit it anymore or your writing process or approach to something didn't fit this plot you came up with you know a week ago two weeks ago a month a year whatever
1: i've definitely noticed that in my own work my plot tends to be like a well like an actual whiteboard sometimes, but like a metaphorical whiteboard where I can add stuff and move things around. I think that's worthwhile doing. Yeah, it's like,
0: you know, we use the um, car analogy a lot. Yes, yeah, exactly. It's that whole, you know where you're going, but you don't necessarily know everything you're going to see along the way. You don't necessarily know all the stops you're going to take, but you've got a rough idea of where you're going so that you don't get lost and end up taking a three-hour detour to the other side of the country.
1: Yeah, that's not the most efficient way to get places. (laughs) Exactly. So after your experience writing 5,000 words a day, would you recommend it for everybody out there?
0: No, I wouldn't recommend it for probably about 90% of people because it's bloody hard to keep motivated. You need so much determination and time and energy and headspace to keep going. And most people don't have that and they don't need to have that. Also, I find if you haven't written every day for a while, like if you've been editing for prolonged periods of time or proofreading or whatever, you will find it a lot harder to suddenly dive in and write 5,000 words a day. When I went back to focusing on writing at the end of last year, I think it was November. I found it hard to write about 500 words a day because I was just so out of practice. It's the same as you go to the gym and you haven't been for a year so you can barely lift a kilo, let alone 10 kilos, right? It's the same thing with writing and people forget that. Writing is a muscle and you can gain it back but you have to put that time in to gain it back.
1: Of course, yeah, it's a skill at the end of the day. You've got to to keep working on it to make sure you can maintain it but the the experience was clearly valuable. I mean, aside from just getting the book done, which obviously needs to happen, what else did you learn during that time? It
0: really taught me that I can write more than I think I can. Which sounds really stupid. You know, you kind of figured 12 books in, you should know how much you can write. But actually, I never really wrote loads over a prolonged period of time. What happens in London? I wrote 14,000 words in a day on that once. None of it made it into the final book. But It was one of those things that taught me what I can do, what I'm capable of. But that was 2017 that I did that. You know, a lot has changed in that time. And like I said, this was the first time I was writing a lot of words on one project for a prolonged period of time. Usually if I'm writing 5,000 words a day, it's split between books and client work and blog posts and all of that. And this was 5,000 words only on the book on top of all of the other stuff I was doing. And it is really important to give your hands a rest, as I say, because it hurt. And if dictation works for you, by all means, go for it. But I did find that once I... Got into the habit of doing it, the momentum pushed me forward, and I did start to build that habit and be like, Okay, I've got to write my 5,000 words today. My brain was like, Why haven't you done your 5,000 words yet today? And it did kind of have that kind of like that urge, that need to write it. I remember talking to one once about cycling. I hate cycling, I hate most exercise, to be fair. And he said, Like, when he goes cycling, it's difficult at first, and then you get past a certain point about 10, 20 minutes in, and the momentum not just physically pushes you forward, but like mentally pushes you as well. So you almost kind of zone out and forget what you're doing and you get into the rhythm of the movement. Writing is kind of the same way if you keep going at it for long enough. And that's definitely how I found writing Hollywood Destiny. I got into a rhythm, I got into the movement of it, and it did feel very weird when I was like, oh, I've got a first draft now. I need to stop so that I can edit this objectively. And then I think I put it away for a couple of weeks so that I did have that
1: headspace. That's really interesting. I like the idea that even though you are 12 books in, and obviously you are good at this, you're still learning. I think it's important for people to remember that writing, you never stop learning in some ways. There's always something new you can learn about yourself or writing or techniques, etc. And most experienced writers will be transparent about that. And I like that. Amen. Thank <laughs> you. So what should we be aiming for then? Should we all start aiming for 5,000 words a day? I think rather than aim for 5,000 words
0: a day, aim to experiment with different things, different planning techniques, different characterization techniques, different writing styles, different genres, you know, find what works for you. And don't be afraid to challenge yourself by doing these different things. Because, All these different things, whether they are how you write or how many words you
1: write or what your goals are, all these different ways of challenging yourself or how you grow. I like that. I've definitely noticed that in my own writing. As I said, I'm challenging myself at the moment with the script that I've been writing, which is a completely new medium for me. And the dissertation project that I've been working on is a genre that I have never written in. But I have definitely noticed that. Playing with different ideas helps me grow, you know, giving myself the freedom to say, just try it and see what happens. And I've learned a lot about myself and my writing, being able to do that and allowing myself to do that. It's, I am not capable of writing 5,000 words a day. I could be, I could work towards it and I could get there if I wanted to. I know I could challenge myself and push myself to do it. But at present, I would not be able to write 5,000 words a day, but challenging myself to complete. The projects I am doing and learning something from them is still a challenge and it still makes me feel like I'm, I'm growing which is nice. What would you say you've learned so far then from challenging yourself
0: in all these different ways?
1: Well the first thing I learned was that it's really hard to write a script. <laughs> and I, that might sound silly but and obviously I didn't think I would be like a duck to water with writing a script you know these things take time it's a new skill that I needed to learn but I found taking the idea and the images and the story that I had in my head and trying to translate to that directly into a page of a script was really hard. I had no experience in doing that, obviously, which is why it's hard. I've actually changed it slightly. I started writing the story as just a short story. And then once I was, I'd was, i got it now in my head <laughs> onto a page, it was easier to translate that page from a prose Piece in into a page of a script, multiple pages, obviously. So that that's definitely something I've learned, just by sort of hopping in the deep end and going, how do we do this? Let me just give it a try. So it's working with what you can and can't do and making allowances for yourself. No one is amazing at anything straight away, and far too often people expect themselves to be. People think, oh, I can write, I can write a script. Not necessarily that exact um thing they would say, but, you know, people do do that, and I... I think that can be detrimental it can be a hindrance to have that opinion from the off so much
0: so much and you see so many people do it because there is this misconception that anyone can write a book and it's really easy and then they sit down to do it and go oh shit this is a lot of work Mm -hmm. and then they give up because it's not as easy or as fun as they
1: thought it did yeah it's hard work writing is it's yeah amazing i love writing don't get me wrong Uh, and i couldn't live without writing anymore (laughs) it's as cheesy as that sounds not at all but it's hard work isn't it and it's worthwhile work I think yeah the good
0: has to outweigh the bad I think that is the main thing if you're spending more than half your time doing things you do not enjoy and you're not getting what you want out of the end of it you have to ask yourself why the fuck you're still doing it absolutely to stop it I'll start questioning my day job (laughs) (laughs) okay so back to things that you learned from challenging (laughs) yourself was there anything else that you discovered
1: yeah, so with my dissertation project, which uh, is an adaption of the musical Blood Brothers, I have learned that I am wildly inexperienced when it comes to writing women's fiction, which is fine. Um, I've not read that much of it because I've never really clicked with the genre. And I'm not good at identifying genres, clearly, because I didn't realize what I was writing was women's fiction until he pointed it out to me. Um, but there is experience, isn't but, it? But could so, that being You weren't connecting with the genre
0: because it wasn't what you thought it was?
1: There, yes. So since reading some more women's fiction, I would say there's definitely an element of that, yes. But equally, the women's fiction I've read in the past, I've never really found any that I've clicked with as much as I have in, say, fantasy, which is obviously my favourite genre. Not that I only read fantasy. You know, I will happily share my rant about reading outside your genre with anyone when at any time. Um, So I don't exclusively read fantasy, but I do read fantasy most of the time, I think. So I've just never found any that I liked quite as much, that I enjoyed quite as much. But I am reading more and more of it now and learning to analyze it because obviously I can't write women's fiction without knowing women's fiction. That would be silly. (laughs) But after already reading a few books, I can see ways in which to improve the style of my writing to fit in with the genre for instance such as the way they deal with emotion more closely I've definitely not been doing that so far but reading that genre and trying to analyze it I've noticed ways in which I can bring that in more and which it will tell the story better as well which is good
0: yeah that's I think one of the hallmarks of the genre is just getting so far into the character's head and I was talking to you before about Denise Grover Swank and how she does it in her books. And the emo- honestly, the emotion in her books is so powerful. And that's why her readers are so bloody loyal. And they are loyal. They are like an army of readers. I am in that reader Facebook group. And the people are so dedicated. I love it. I love it. It's
1: so great to see. That's lovely. I like that. I like that a lot. Goals. Hashtag goals. But, but
0: it's weird. It's knowing like how to form that connection with your reader. And you do need to do that in a genre-appropriate way, as you say. Mm -hmm. And leaning into emotions is a really important thing to do, particularly for anything, you know, women's fiction or romance. But it does work in most books and most genres as well, because we are all human and we all have emotions. And you want people to empathize with your characters, because if they empathize empathize with them, they're going to keep coming back for more.
1: Yeah, that's definitely a technique I've noticed is used in the genre so far. Obviously, I'm still quite new to it in in a more formal way, I guess. I'm quite new to it, but I'm enjoying what I've read. We've had some interesting discussions about books I've not agreed with, but it's going well. And I'm enjoying learning and trying new things. (laughs) And that's what counts. Yes, challenging ourselves. Is very important and so helpful in terms of improving your writing, improving yourself, improving everything, probably not everything ever, but you know, if we wanted to challenge ourselves then, if we're sat at home thinking, I need a new challenge, where would you recommend we start?
0: Remember that you're not an F1 car. You can't go from zero to like three hundred in a couple of seconds. You know, and you're I not going a... wake
1: up in the morning
0: thinking i'm a car but okay okay you're not the driver of an f1 car either you are not in one no one is except for actual f1 drivers right most of us are in your average sedan we can go fairly fast and some days we can go faster than others depending on the conditions on the road and in the climate and all sorts of stupid things that can affect how much motivation we have and how much our car is willing to cooperate on that day So instead of going for big lofty goals and expecting to go from zero to 5,000 straight away, start for something small, like a daily writing habit for 10 minutes or 500 words first, then build yourself up to loftier goals. Because goal setting and sticking to goals is as much of a skill as anything else. And the other thing I would say is um, be mindful of what your goals are and how much outside of your comfort zone you are going. Because my first book had two points of view. And then it went to four points of view. And the original versions of it had six points of view. That's a lot to juggle, especially when you're relatively new to writing. And that in itself is already a challenge and already makes the process harder. So if I were to then layer more on top of that and try and write ridiculously fast outside of my comfort zone, it makes it more intimidating and harder to stick to. Likewise, when I was writing paranormal women's fiction for the first time, particularly the world-building, it was massively outside of my comfort zone. So I had to make sure I was dealing with these new challenges in a way that worked for me and didn't make me so terrified that I was almost frozen in place. And that did almost happen. I did almost give up on the series and then I got shouted at by a couple of people because they really enjoyed the series and wanted more.
1: You've got those loyal fans too.
0: You mean like you giving me that pep talk because I was like, no, I can't do this. I need to stop.
1: <laughs> I will come over there and kick your little ass if you try and stop. see that's the thing though
0: it doesn't matter how many times you've done it if you're challenging yourself and doing something new sometimes you just need someone to be like look you can do this you just need to stop overthinking it and be a bit kinder to yourself
1: Mm, does that um i don't know who said it i don't know if it's a famous quote but the whole growth begins outside your comfort zone thing so we're not saying go out there and Push yourself way, way out of your comfort zone. But if you want to grow and you want to challenge yourself, try and do a little bit more than you've done before.
0: Yeah, it's. I think it was Eleanor Roosevelt said something about do one thing every day that scares you, and mm. and that is the same as doing stuff outside of your comfort zone, right? And that's what builds your confidence and builds your skills and just about everything else in your life. Frankly,
1: mm, I don't feel like ten minutes a day is not enough. You know, I think it was in our daily writing habits podcast episode where we said if you just do 10 minutes a day that could be 500 words a day that's you know it doesn't take long before that turns into a book maybe three months or so I can't remember the exact maths but don't underrate how important 10 minutes a day can be and how much you can achieve from just a small step in the right direction.
0: Yeah, and let's not forget that we are talking about 10 minutes of focused writing. We're not talking about 10 minutes of flitting between your work in progress and your research and a WhatsApp conversation with your bestie. <laughs> we are talking about 10 minutes of writing and only focusing on your Scribner document or your Plot Factory document or whatever it is that you choose to write in.
1: Absolutely. But we can manage it. And if we keep going, we will achieve those goals. We can achieve those goals. And there's a lot to be learned from challenging yourself and clearly we've learned a lot from what you have done in challenging yourself
0: yeah i i definitely do feel more confident now in terms of writing and stuff because i feel like i do know i can really do this if not do, really do this. i'm already doing it but i can really push myself as and when i need to and the process of book five will be slower to write i've already got 20 25 000 words on it But I've got a lot to add in and I'll probably write five and six quite close together because of the overlap and some other things that I don't want to mention in case of spoilers. But every book is different and has a different process and needs to be treated in a slightly different way based on not just what the plot is and who the characters are, but also where you are in your life what's going on with you, how you're feeling mentally, how you're feeling physically, what's going on with your work life financially and your relationships. All these things add up and affect your writing process and your progress.
1: Absolutely. But we're always learning, we're always growing and uh, we should always be pushing ourselves where we can, right? Yeah, I think that's the fun of it, don't you? Absolutely. So now it is time for
0: our book of the week.
1: Book of the week. I believe you have a pick this week, Ellie. I do. I wanted to talk to you about one of my favorite books, which is Memoirs of a Geisha by Arthur Golden. This is my most reread book ever. I can literally pick it up and open it at the page at any point and I already know what's going on and what's coming next and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I think everyone has a book or two like that, don't they? Do they? Don't you? I no. Okay. <laughs> but I, I generally only read
0: books once. There's only like four books I've read more than once. And I was yeah. all quite young when I did it.
1: There are not many books I've met I've read more than once. This is one of the few. But the reason being, even though it's set in real world and it's based on real events, the way Golden uses description is just so wonderful. And it, it really does transport you to another world. He uses description so well. It's really something i admire but as well as description i would say it also shows how important really good research is um i don't know if you know but golden pulled together the lives and experiences of of multiple real life geisha to bring us the story of this of this one woman and the 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 journey she went through and frankly the shit she went through and it's just i think it's very well done and very well written and it's just it just my little comfort read my little comfort place my happy place we all have them, don't we? Absolutely. And I think that's good. If you want something that is both set in real world and in almost a completely different world, I definitely recommend it. Awesome. We don't have a
0: listener recommendation this week, but if you are... If you are one of our legendary or mythic patrons, then you can drop us a message on Patreon and we will include your book. It can be fiction, poetry, nonfiction, whatever has spoken to you and really made you think about maybe your life, about your writing process or something else completely. Do get in touch and let us know what your pick is. That is it for this week. Thanks for joining us. If something we have said has resonated with you, don't feel alone in your thoughts or questions. Come hang out in our free Facebook group. It's a safe place to talk all things writing, mental health and publishing. You can check it out at writerscookbook.com forward slash Facebook group.
1: And if you want to hear more from us, don't forget to tap that shiny, shiny subscribe button so that you never miss an episode to support the podcast's future so that we can help
0: more writers overcome their creative roadblocks and achieve or even exceed their writing goals you can support us on patreon for less than a coffee a month and for that total
1: bargain price you'll get to request podcast topics and submit your book of the week nab exclusive discounts on writing courses and get to listen to bonus episodes that is a lot
0: visit writerscookbook.com
1: forward slash support if you want to find out more see you next time Oh, oh, be